0: Welcome to the New Zealand Tech Podcast, presented by Paul Spain and
1: Guest.
2: Welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. Uh, we're at episode number 152. I'm Paul Spain. And I'm Nathan Mercer. And I'm Alistair Cook. Welcome along. Good to have you uh, both here, guys. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for inviting us back. Thanks for inviting me back. Yes. Now, why did we invite you back? Um, tell, tell, first of all, tell us where you fit into the uh, the, the tech world, Nathan. So, uh, you've changed hats a little bit since last time we spoke to you. I have,
0: yep. So, I still work at Microsoft New Zealand and been there for about 13 years now, but I've been in a new job for the last two weeks where I'm essentially responsible for Windows phones and Windows tablets, including Surface, and getting those into New Zealand businesses.
2: Okay, so you're... You're going to be trying to do a big sell job on us, are you?
0: You know me, Paul. I'm a, I'm a tech guy at heart. I'm yeah, a,
2: well, just
1: tone it down. That's all, that's all we say. <laughs> Otherwise, you won't be invited again. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Alistair? Uh, I'm a uh, virtualization guy. I uh, work with VMware Products doing consulting and, and training as well as involved in all of the community aspects around the VMware Products Week. And for those who
2: are wondering what on earth any of that means, don't worry, we're not actually going to talk about uh, that sort of stuff on this episode, we're going to talk about reasonably everyday tech. Uh, let's let's, uh, let's jump in, first up, a uh, little app from ASB, uh, Just just been launched in the last few days, it's their business app, now I'm not sure if any of the other banks have been doing this, uh, but... If you need to do your business banking, you know they've got their specific business banking website. Uh, but up until now, they haven't had a sort of a mobile phone app for that. You've got you know one for personal banking, which is available across you know most of the mobile platforms. Uh, but now they've just launched this business app, which I've been having a, had a bit of a play with what during the testing phase, and it's actually pretty handy. Do either of you guys bank with um, ASB? No, I don't. No, all right. Well, I do. So I got to, <laughs> I got to test it out, and uh, yeah, pretty handy. What one of the things that uh, you know, if you're running a business, you you often sort of have you know someone that manages all your payments and pushing out all your money. Uh, but business owners got or you know somebody ha- else usually goes through and just sort of you know checks that authorises the payments and so on. That was a bit that I found uh, quite useful, as you can just jump through, do that really easily uh, in the app without having to remember. Big string of passwords and details to do that from um, from the web browser. So kind of cool. Um, good on them. The only uh, the only feed- negative feedback I had for them was that they've re- launched it on iOS and Android, uh, but it's not on uh, on Windows Phone yet, which their normal banking app uh, is. And they've said I think that they'll, they'll they'll probably end up doing it if there's sufficient demand. So uh, if you are wanting this on Windows Phone, we're popping them a tweet or uh, yeah letting letting them know.
0: I guess, like you said, they've been pretty good in the past about supporting Windows Phone, so hopefully we see another version.
2: Yeah, yep. Um, and there's been some interesting stats, which Nathan, you could probably fill us in on, in terms of Windows Phone market share. There was something that's come through uh, in the last day about uh, Windows Phone market share in, in Europe, the top, uh, top was in, it?
0: In Europe? I'm not like... Not, I'm not across the Europe stats.
1: But. Oh, here we go. Here we Jeez, go. E- even I saw these stats, and I, I don't use or. or All right. Know. So well, basically, Mark, Mark, what we're tr- okay. So Windows Phone's really
2: bombing in the market, isn't it, Nathan? Look. We're- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're
0: not. We're the, we're- we're the third ecosystem. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man, yeah. All right. So Nathan only wants to talk the sort of official PR line tonight. So we probably actually won't be including him much in any of this discussion at this right. Um, anyway, right. Net, net, so net, what? So
0: what are the European stats that you're talking
2: about? I've not seen them.
1: Really?
0: No, honestly. Oh,
1: okay. What are they? So the the figures we we saw were uh, it's. Five of the key markets in Europe, so Germany, UK, Spain, France, so some of the largest markets, that the growth in market share for for Windows Phone was about 50% over the last 12 months, so going from being in the, the also-rans down with, with BlackBerry and and. Other, are uh, now a clear third in, in place, and and if the current rate of growth goes, they'll probably catch up with iOS in the next year. Yeah. They were talking
2: about nine, nine point, uh, was uh, something percent market market share yeah. in those in those particular markets, whereas it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, you know, it was it was ques- ques- questionable whether uh, you know where. Where Windows Phone really was sitting, and a lot of those stats were under five percent. So yeah, re- reasonable growth. Now,
0: the um, well, I mean, just yeah, you know, one thing around that the the, the Lumia five twenty, you know, they've, we've sold a lot of those all around the world. It's actually one of the best selling Windows devices bar none, whether it's a phone or a tablet. So, you know, some of those things actually don't you know don't surprise me. And I, and I think you mentioned on the on the show recently uh, in July, New Zealand for phone was up to fifteen percent for Windows Phone for the month of July. So. And even, you know, you guys, I saw you with your Lumia 1020 earlier today. I've actually seen quite a few of those out in the wild already, probably people that have parallel imported them and stuff like that. So it's kind of good to see that there's actually a bit of usage out there.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, as we always say, competition, competition is good and it, you know it is actually it is actually a really good uh, good platform um, we'll come back to that in terms of some of the new phones that are launching at the moment about to launch there's a bunch that are uh, hitting New Zealand or have just done so so we'll come back to that uh, but one other bit of local news is that Telecom New Zealand have launched their um, their nationwide uh, Wi-Fi service now they ran this as a bit of a trial I think starting uh, last summer sort of around Christmas and and New Year's they had had um, Wi-Fi access points put in a lot of uh, phone booths at uh, all sorts of holiday spots and various places around the country. But either of you uh, tried this service out?
0: Yep. I've been using the service. Um, I think it's actually a really smart move. It's actually done by Telecom Digital Ventures, which is the new kind of um, startup, you know. It's their
2: sort of entrepreneurial arm that's trying out, you know. I
0: guess the piece of telecom with the kind of startup startup mentality. Yeah. and I guess essentially they have retrofitted and rejuvenated that expensive infrastructure, which is all around the place, uh, and essentially added some, some ruckus wireless um, antenna to the top of a whole bunch of payphones. Um, and I think the really smart thing about it is they're actually going to be offloading and saving that spectrum for more important stuff like 4G rather than, you know, wasting all that spectrum, uh, you know, f- basically you know, setting up a way for your phone to hand off to Wi-Fi rather than using 4G. So it's, it's pretty interesting, I, th- I think.
2: Mm. This is sort of really just the beginning, isn't it, though? Um, I guess we should explain how, how the service works. So essentially, if you're a, a customer of uh, Telecom Mobile... Uh, with a, do you have to be on a contract service? I You've think? got to
0: be on contract. You yeah, can, you can you can you can buy you can pay for the service as well. But if otherwise, you basically get it as part of your contract. Yeah. Which, so which anyone
2: I- can pay. What is it? Ten dollars a month and get access to uh, access to the service. Or if you're on contract, you get it, and it's a gig worth of uh, data a day, isn't it? Yeah,
0: I think the nineteen dollar and twenty nine dollar prepay packs get it as well. Um, and I think you know that's an interesting thing, and that's pretty going to be pretty hard for for Vodafone and Two Degrees to compete against something like that. They don't have any, you know, they don't have payphones around the place. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if if Telecom actually win a few customers back um, because of that service alone. You know, they've they've committed to have seven hundred of those hotspots live um, in seven days' time when they launch, and two thousand hotspots to be live by the middle of twenty fourteen. So. You know that's 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 pretty good. You think about a business person that's going to go and you know sit somewhere and do some work, and suddenly they don't they don't need to use their expensive you know mobile broadband. They can use the the relatively low cost Wi Fi, and, and the speeds are actually really good. Like when you go and when you go and use them in places like compared to wi- free Wi Fi at McDonald's. Yeah, and the one or two people m-
2: might have seen some of my rants about that. Um... Recently, where I decided, look, I'm going to try out one of these uh, Wi-Fi things at McDonald's, and it was it was a complete joke. They, uh, um, so, yeah, I, I you're right. I mean, I've, I have played with it, and the the performance the performance does seem pretty good. It is a unique thing that they've got, being able to put Wi-Fi into uh, into phone booths. I know that you know, longer term, we're going to see more of this from telcos. Yeah, both locally and 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 globally and we 've talked some months ago about these new uh, small cells, which are the smaller cell sites that the, P- uh, the pico cells uh, mm-hmm. that no i think they 're called oh, maybe pico cells is the other no not the, not the little ones you put in your home okay. um, but the smaller cells that can suit uh, can fit up to in some cases one to two hundred connections that will go in malls and small towns and and areas that with those they can tack on a, a, a wifi module. And in the in the future, we'll see uh, phones automatically being able to jump onto that Wi-Fi without you having even gone through a manual connection process. Just if you are you know connected to say Vodafone mobile network, uh, you know at some point in time that technology is going to get to a point where it'll see the Wi-Fi, realize your association because you've got a yep. a Vodafone mm-hmm. SIM card in there and use it. Whereas this isn't quite at that level of ease of use you've still got to connect in and and jump through a hoop but um, but it, it's a pretty easy process isn't
0: it yeah and I think you know once you've registered and once you're on the network it'll actually hand off between the different pay phones as you drive up and down you know Ponce road or whatever it actually, it'll you know, jump off between the different uh, different sites for people that aren't on telecom you can get you can buy it for 995 a month is the current price um, so that's it's not a bad price, ten bucks a month for what you say, a gig of data a day,
2: up to a gig of data a day. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's it's pretty handy. And I know that there's a lot of people that complain about not you know the the um the the three G or four G data caps not being enough. Uh, if there are enough of these, and this is, I guess, yet to be seen in terms of yeah how relevant they are. How often do you walk close enough, or are you in a location where it's really relevant? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm not. I'm not sure, uh, but if you know, if these keep expanding, which is certainly what uh, what what telecom are talking about, uh, maybe that's going to be uh, going to be really useful. Um, and I, I guess at the moment, until their 4G network launches, which isn't quite here yet, uh, you know, this gives them some some performance benefit that their network can't uh, can't deliver. Kind oh, of cool. All right, um, so yeah, I mean, I th- hope that we'll just we'll see we'll see more more of this uh, more of this coming, but it's certainly the sort of differentiation that sort of, that, that our telcos uh, you know need to do to uh, to stand out. Uh, now, Amazon have done another uh, refresh of their uh, their Kindle uh, tablets now. Kindle Fire. We've talked about these in the past. Initially, when they launched, there was no availability uh, at all outside of the US. That's obviously sort of spread uh, since then. Nathan, you've been having a look at the uh, the Kindle Fire uh, Seven. There's an Seven, a new uh, HD and an HDX.
0: Yeah, so they announced, uh, yeah, I, I have one of the old Kindle fires, and I've ordered myself one of the new Kindle um, fires, which I don't think they come out for another two or three weeks. Got no idea if they're coming out of New Zealand, but I just ordered mine um, from the US. Um, so they've got a kind of a low-cost DX one, they've got a, an HDX, which is the uh, the one that I've ordered, and then they've got an 8.9-inch one called a uh, an HDX 8.9, funnily enough, Um I guess the main thing is faster processors, improved screen quality, a um, whole bunch of new software that we were just talking about before. They've got a, uh, I guess they've they've forked Android and
2: yeah, they've kind of got a, their own variation on Android, haven't they? They don't have access to uh, to the Google Play Store directly, right?
0: That's right. Um, and I guess they are really tr- just trying to un- undercut the tablet pricing from Apple and Samsung. Um, and they're trying to make—they're basically trying to make money when people use the devices rather than when they buy them up front. So they—they make—you know—they play the long game and they make their money up from when you're buying videos, buying a movies, book, books. yeah,
2: and, and whatever other content. Yeah, um, and, and one
0: I- one kind of neat thing that we were just talking about before before we went online is that they've got a uh, they've, they've got a Mayday button built into the UI which basically allows you to request uh, help from an Amazon customer service rep and when you do that little video window appears in the top right hand corner they can't see you but you can see them Uh, they're able to see what's on your screen they're able to draw on top of your screen and actually help you and point you to, to do things if you're a bit stuck um and they're also able to help you make suggestions you know you're able to ask them what's your favorite movie what's your favorite um you know music stuff like that, and they can actually give you suggestions about what to download and buy as well so it's That's kind of an funny, interesting uh, interesting strategy there from from jeff bezos and amazon to, to do that i think
2: so it's a, a, a little bit like being in a store in a department store or whatever and uh have, you know having staff wandering around sort of saying oh that looks nice yeah. on you or yeah. uh, oh you would like to uh this product or that product it looks so good on you paul it's black is <laughs> <as> your color <laughs> <laughs> thank you nathan uh now price pricing wise uh in US dollars, uh, hundred and thirty nine dollars for the uh, Kindle Fire H D. Now that's a seven seven inch display, yep. isn't it? Yep, seven um, inch, twelve
0: eighty by eight hundred that one is. And then the next one up is uh two two nine. Two two nine US. Um, that guy doesn't come out till october the eighteenth, and that's got a 1920-1200 screen.
2: Yeah, which is pretty impressive on a yep. on a seven inch tablet. So that's the uh, that's the HDX. And it's
0: and, and that also is the one with the quad core Snapdragon eight hundred, so should be a fast, snappy Nice, nice tablet,
2: and an extra hundred dollars gives a four four G uh, or LTE sort of variant of uh, of that, and then it's uh, three seven nine for the eight point nine inch um, Kindle Fire HDX. Yep,
0: yeah. and that one doesn't come out till November the seventh.
2: Yeah, I had the uh, the original uh, Kindle Fire, and with having a few other similarly sized tablets around, I um I stopped using that. Um, but yeah, these these sound interesting and, and pretty good in terms of um, yeah bang for buck. So
0: the, the you know I guess one area that I find quite interesting is this is probably you know this is I, I guess Amazon you're about to start see them getting getting into the TV and the phone business as well. Um, this is kind of also their first shot across the enterprise business as well. So they've got a whole bunch of interesting enterprise and productivity features built into the device. Um, you know encryption, secure wireless, native VPN, single sign on. Um, and they 've actually got a bunch of productivity apps that come built into the device like go to my pc uh, they've got they 've got a whole bunch of office viewers uh, evernote um, some Cisco software all that stuff built in so it's it's interesting where they're going to go with this i think
2: yeah that that is quite uh, fascinating because it it 's not something you would have naturally uh, probably expected from Amazon is
1: it hmm yeah enterprise doesn't seem to be uh, the the feature set for at least the amazon market side it's a little different than the Amazon Web Services, but uh, yeah. across the, this is essentially an extension of the Amazon market into the homes of all of their consumers.
0: The well, the other interesting thing that they're doing, which is exactly what we're, we're doing inside Windows 8.1, is they support Miracast on these Kindle devices, so you can be watching a movie on your Kindle, on your uh, 7-inch fire, and you can basically throw it across onto your TV and uh, get that same content onto your uh, TV.
2: Yeah, and um, I mean, Miracast certainly seems to be the way to go as far as that sort of wireless connection to TVs and projectors and so on. Um, Generally, as a general rule, I've had one or two exceptions to this, generally it seems to be pretty stable and pretty consistent. Uh, whereas I found um, Intel's Wi-Fi, uh often the software there just seemed a little bit flaky, so it wasn't uh, wasn't so consistent. And Netgear have got a really nice uh, little box now. That I think it's the PTV three thousand, yep. uh, which is really small, it's sort of cell phone uh, sized. Uh, you can power it through a um, uh, you can uh, Nathan's got one here. You can power it through a micro uh, micro USB connection. Uh, and that that that's that's what we we use here with our TV. Nathan loves it so much; he's got one. He's carrying around in his bag. Uh, you can
0: you can pick those up in New Zealand for sixty five New Zealand dollars, um, or sixty five New Zealand wholesale, mm. I guess. Mm. Um, mm. I've actually I, I I use one called an Action Tech Screen Beam Pro, which is slightly more expensive. It's actually it actually works better than the Netgear, but they both work. But the mm. the Action Tech is uh, technically is a better one.
2: Technically better, eh? Never heard of it, but thank you for the uh, thank you for the tip. Um, so why are you carrying this one we've just got one of everything
0: i've got one of everything and i've been demoing them you know you do a windows 8.1 demo you want to compete against apple tv and google chromecast particularly in schools you need to be able to you know everything now needs to be able to support wireless uh, there you go from the
2: salesman (laughs) (laughs) the post-technical
0: salesperson yeah
2: awesome um okay all right cool um, but seriously, they are actually really good. If you've got a projector or you've got something like that, home office, whatever, they are pretty low cost and really easy to plug in. So, um, yeah, well, 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 worth it. Now back to other uh, other agenda items. Um, so, in terms of what's happening locally, because the Kindle Fire stuff, we're not quite sure around you know local launch dates and, and availability and 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 so on. And Amazon, I guess, haven't been as focused. On the international market with their uh, with their tablets, as as a lot of the others, uh, but looking at smartphones, so uh, in the last few days, uh, n- telecom have launched the Nokia Lumia uh, Ten Twenty, which we've been having a little bit of a play with here. Now, this is the um, the the smartphone with the forty one megapixel uh, sensor, so it's a, a you know crazy high definition camera. Uh, Nathan, you've played around a bit with this being a being a Windows guy. Um, how does it compare with the other Windows phones? Is is this the one you'd carry around, or is it a bit too chunky for you?
0: The the size, you know, doesn't bother me at all. Um, the camera, I guess, is super interesting because there's no point in having a big, massive DSLR if you don't actually have it with you all the time. So that being able to have, being able to create those 41 megapixel, um, you know, photos just by pulling your camera out of your, by pulling your phone out of your pocket is pretty awesome. Um, I've actually been impressed by the number of people who have never ever considered a Windows phone before but knew about the Nokia pedigree and creating these pure viewer lenses from the Nokia 808 device from, what, three or four years ago? Uh, And I I know quite a few people that have gone out and bought that, you know, just, just for that. It's, it's really easy to spot these devices when you're walking down the road because they've got a big black uh, you know lens surround on the outside of them.
2: Yeah, it's quite unique, isn't it? Um, so you
0: certainly, they certainly, certainly stand out. Um, the other cool thing about them, Telecom don't quite have this in stock yet, but Nokia, you can get the Nokia camera grip accessory, which goes on the back. Um, and that actually gives you a tripod mount it gives you a camera a, a camera physical camera button to take photos with and probably most importantly it gives you an additional battery so um, you know you can you, get, you know you can take more photos from the from the device camera's awesome um, software on the device is pretty awesome as well spits out a like you said a 41 megapixel it actually saves two photos on the device it saves a 5 megapixel one so you can email them to your friends and stuff um,
2: and a thir- 38 isn't it yeah 38 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no I, I've been um. Oops, something there with the audio all good now uh yeah i've been playing around with it pretty pretty impressed over overall uh i probably like the software a little bit more on um the other one the sony xperia z1 which is about to launch uh any any day uh this is a an android uh, I've, I guess I've I've been a fan of a, a lot of uh, Sony cameras for a long time. They seem to you know do a pretty good job with uh, with with cameras. Uh, and that's a twenty, almost twenty-one megapixel uh, in that. So it's, I mean, it's still, you know, virtually half the or or a quarter of the. No, what are we talking? Half the resolution yep. uh, of the uh, the the Lumia ten twenty. Uh, but for those that are uh, that are keen on uh, on Android. Uh, It gives gives you an option and this is this is i guess it's the next sort of phase on uh from the sony xperia z that's uh you know that's been out for a few months now and and i think selling uh you know selling reasonably well giving um certainly giving sony a bit more of uh a slice of the uh you know that high-end um android market so um yeah that's that's been good
0: the thing, the thing that amused me, Paul, was someone gate crashed the uh, the Sony launch in Japan and took a ten twenty along and took the same photos side by side, and it's up on the up on the web, and it's interesting to actually compare the two side by side.
2: Well, I think I think when you look, I mean, you, there's already quite a bunch of reviews uh, out out there now, and you know, I looked, I've come across both of them, I guess, you know, well well ahead of uh, today, but now you know the ten twenty's just you know just launched in the last few days, the Z one's about. To. um I'm sure we'll see sort of more uh more in terms of of you know those reviews and things online uh but yeah it certainly seems to be that the Nokia is sort of you know standing out as having you know the best uh camera that you can get in a, in a smartphone uh, Alistair, what did you uh, what did you think about the z one in terms of the you know the feel and size because it's also quite a big phone um similar sort of weight to the the um you know the big nokias it, uh, is, it,
0: is quite, it is quite big, isn't
1: it? Yeah, I'm just... Because uh, you're, you're a Note 2 user at the moment. I am, and yeah. uh, naturally that's a gargantuan phone, and and the Z1 is actually almost the same footprint on it. Yeah. Uh, Style-wise, style um, to me, it, it looks like a better version of the recent iPhones, of the uh, two layers of glass, one on either side. Um, I always feel like those are that they have too many edges that might catch on something, whereas this is a bit more rounded on the edges. Um, has that sort of solid feeling of being a Sony device uh, that, that I kind of uh, associate with their, their gear. It uh, has some nice ergonomic features because it's a big phone. The power button's actually sort of halfway down one side rather than being all the way at the top, where even with my large hand, it's a bit of a stretch to get to. So you know, it's, it's a pretty well-designed device. I like the style.
2: Yeah, I like It's a bit more sort of curvy-edged than the um, Xperia you know, Z, which is, I guess, the previous generation uh, with a 13 megapixel camera, which is also a really good um, yeah, really good camera. Uh, I think it's nice that we're now starting to see you know, across most of the top-end phones really good cameras. What we're not really seeing is particularly great cameras in the lower cost, sort of below $500 uh, phones. But if we're seeing it at this price point now, give it sort of you know, 12 to 18 months, and those lower phones in the three dollars to $500 range um, yeah, surely the the you know, the cameras we see in those lower cost phones is going to uh, you know is going to keep stepping up a little bit as well. Um, now in terms of pricing, I think the Z1 we've got uh, nine hundred and ninety nine is launching on uh, on telecoms network if I've got that right, uh, and a thousand and ninety nine on Vodafone's. Now the difference being with Vodafone theirs is a four G network and it'll be a four G. Uh, variant of the uh, the Sony Xperia Z1, whereas it'll be a 3G one uh, from Telecom. That said, I know
0: can you can you upgrade it to 4G later when they launch 4G? Then,
2: my, my impression is that with a bunch of the devices that uh, that Telecom have been selling at those sort of lower 3G prices, actually there will be a software update later when they launch their 4G LTE network. That will turn that on, so you you sort of get that you get your phone at a bit of a discount uh, by by buying it uh, through them. So yeah, it's a, it's an interesting uh, take if you're essentially getting the same phone to get that um, extra bit of discount. So uh, now, what other one we've got? So here? you've talked
0: about the ten twenty. You've talked about the Z1. I guess also launching today was it as the. Lumia nine twenty five on Vodafone.
2: Thank you for the reminder. Yes, so the we had the Lumia Nokia Lumia six two five, which talked about before, which Telecom uh, launched recently. Uh, that launched on Vodafone today, along with the nine two five. So the six two five was at four point seven inch, uh, four hundred ninety nine dollar uh, Windows Phone handset, low, lower cost uh, point that five hundred dollar. Uh, point Also lower specs. It's a 1 gigahertz sort of dual-core uh, CPU. But the 925 has got a lot of similarities to the Lumia 900, which means it's a what are we, it's 4.5... Nine, Lumia 920. Sorry, Lumia, Lumia 920. I'm getting my terms mixed up here. Um, just run us through the... the, the um, so this.
0: it's essentially an upgraded... I've had one of these for four or five months. It's essentially an upgraded version of the 920. Uh, it's actually got a better camera So uh, it's actually got six lens It's got an extra piece of glass in the, in the camera uh, It's thinner, it's lighter um, it misses
2: out on the wireless charging, doesn't it? Doesn't Which is partly wireless. how they bring down that, um, yep. so it's not not as as uh, as chunky and so heavy. You can get as a, can get a wireless charging
0: back for it. Most people that I've shown it to, they love the kind of um, they, they love the aluminium sides to it. They, they love the way that it looks when you see it side on profile like that. It definitely is way lighter than the nine twenty. Comes in at one hundred and thirty nine grams, whereas the nine twenty is one hundred and eighty five grams, and it's also. Uh, it's about two millimeters um, thinner than a nine twenty, so you really do notice it. Um, but probably the weight, but the weight never bothered me. You know, I do lots of press ups, so sweet ass.
2: Now, Alistair, you're you're um, uh, an Android user predominantly, although you you use. Um, uh, I
1: have an iPad Mini on, on my laptop. You're at the using
2: moment. your iPad Mini, but in terms of phones, you tend to tend to uh, be a bit of an Android. Uh, Oh, no, fanboys too much of too much too much of a strong word i've been word. using an
1: android device for the last 2 years yeah. so uh, we'll, we'll go with that but
2: there. we i mean it, we're seeing a whole lot of windows phone devices come through almost more than we're seeing in android at the moment most and mostly coming from uh, nokia what it, what do you make of this
1: well i've i've always liked nokia as a as a company they produced back before smartphones they produced the best phones the smartest feature phones you could get And the style of the Nokia gear has been beautiful. I think right from the start, they have had a a really nice style on them. They felt good in your hand. And um, the people that I know that have them uh, really like the the devices. Uh, I was holding this this one of Nathan's, the 925, and it, it is a really beautiful piece of tin. It's um, a good piece of hardware to hold in your hand. I just found it a little confusing to try and tell, tell it to turn itself on. If you just um, double
0: tap the screen, which is the new oh, Nokia Ember feature.
1: Oh, that, that double tap, who would do that? that it's, that's so, so 1990s, according to people I work with. Double tap double There's, tapping there's a power button
2: on there, though, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, presuming you you could get your head around how to turn it on. <laughs> uh, and I know that it, that is that is that you know that can be technically
1: challenging for some. Well, you know, some of some of us take longer to learn things than others. <laughs> um I mean you like you like the hardware, tell, tell you what, Nathan, I'll, I'll take this home for a week and, and tell you how much I like it at the end. Nathan's not uh, he, He's not, not, not saying going ahead. I think yeah, he's only got yeah, one, he's one of them <laughs> then. <laughs> yeah. Um
2: or, or is he, is he quietly concerned that you might not like it? And next time you're on the podcast, you're going to slate Windows Phone.
0: No, I, I, if he had, a, if he had a Note Three, if, if we could swap, swap, and he'd give me his Note Three for a couple of weeks, I'd do that for a swap. Just to have a play.
2: All right um we'll uh We'll see what we can sort out later um no it's well I mean I think it, it's it's certainly good from a windows phone uh perspective for those that are interested in the platform that we're now getting a lot more variety coming through and certainly when it launched, there was virtually nothing available on the market, not much was coming through I guess it was really Nokia stepping into that space that sort of uh helped Microsoft along a little bit. Obviously pretty important to Microsoft now that Microsoft's announced their acquisition of uh, of, of Nokia. And uh, we'll keep watching this space and seeing how these go. But, um, as you said earlier, that low-end Nokia, the, uh, the Lumia 520, seems to be selling... Um,
0: they are selling bucket loads of those.
2: In... Uh, yeah, all right. Well, we don't actually know how many that is, but thank thank you for that. There's no announcement of uh, forty million or uh, any numbers to uh, really compete with the the iPhone or the uh, uh, Galaxy S three or S four type numbers. But um, I mean, I just
0: give you one analogy. I, like, I find when I go in and I talk to customers about about smartphones, they they do the mental maths of comparing the price of a smartphone by the you know two hundred odd dollar price of, of a five twenty. And they work out how many more of their employees can get a a smartphone versus an an iPhone.
2: If they go with the Nokia Lumia.
0: 520.
2: Yeah, fair enough. All right. (laughs) And
0: the other thing I'd say, Paul, is, um, you know, watch the space around Windows Phone announcements because uh, at the end of the month, Nokia World is on in Abu Dhabi and Nokia are going to be announcing a whole bunch of new devices then.
2: Yeah, but but you know the, um, yeah, okay. All right. There's always something new coming around the corner, and talking of something new coming around the corner, um, iPhone 5S and 5C, which have launched in Australia, we have no official word on New Zealand launch, but I think what we heard previously probably still stands um, that there will be a second launch wave uh, for the iPhones, and reportedly New Zealand is is on that, uh, and it could be, well, it's likely to be sometime uh, this month, so... Whether what we heard originally, which was around the uh, I think tenth or eleventh, uh, is true or not, or whether that'll be uh, later in the month, we will uh, we'll find out. And uh, we could have been completely wrong with those uh, um, dates that um, someone suggested to us were were when that would come. Um, I know
0: that I know that PB Tech have been parallel importing some, and this is you know how keen all these early adopters that just can't wait. Uh, they are selling the 5S, the 16-gig model, for $1,400 including GST. So if you want one now and can't wait, go and spend your 1400 bucks, and you can have one right now.
1: All right. Thanks for that, Nathan. Are you going to line up for one of those, Alistair? I, I think I'll stand away from that. I think there's enough iPhones in my family with my wife and, and daughters both carrying iPhones at the moment.
2: Oh, so you're the, you're the odd one out not being an iPhone user. I'm an odd one out in many ways, my friend. <laughs> Yes, very true, very true. Um, now, on to, on to another odd one. Um, we've got here the um, ASUS Transformer Trio, which is quite an unusual uh, device. Now, this one doesn't uh, doesn't launch just yet. In fact, we're lucky to get our hands on it because apparently it, it could still be two or three months away from, uh, from launch uh, locally. Now, if you want to see a video of this, um have a look on TV3's website because I showed this one off on um uh, first line on Monday morning but this is really unique because you've got uh you've got the screen which can separate off and become this is a windows uh it's a windows laptop but you can separate the screen off Nathan's sort of grinning at me as I try to explain what it does without being able to hold it up as as you can on on TV. Um, you can separate the screen off and it becomes a tablet and it becomes an Android tablet and when you've done that, you can actually still use the base unit as a Windows uh, PC if you plug it into a monitor so you actually you actually have two separate operating systems that can run at the same time as two separate devices or you can put the screen back on and it's a touchscreen Windows 8 device and there's a little button you can push which flicks you into a, uh, turns it into a, uh, an Android laptop so it can be a touchscreen Android laptop or a touchscreen Windows 8 uh, laptop and um, the guys are running their messy fingers all over the screen uh, at the moment. Uh, with it, um, this one, this one's sort of an early prototype, so th- did, it's possible there's something that's not working.
0: No, no, it work, looks no. like it looks like it works fine. Looks like it works as well. It's going to work. Did <laughs> Did Asus give you like a one? You know, a, what was what's their spiel about why this device? Did they? Did they?
2: No, I think what what um, what uh, uh, Asus are doing is sort of, I guess, coming out with <laughs> some um, some more unusual uh, products. They're trying out some new things and you know I, I like it i think you know we we, we want to see people doing new th- new things in the market not just everyone doing exactly the same if we had you know 10 companies all trying to make a microsoft surface you know maybe we would we would end up with i don't know some some you know uh, something interesting but i think you know a whole variety of uh, of products is much more interesting than what we're seeing in the market going back 5 years you know, a few years ago, you know, there wasn't so much uh, variation between the product. No one was sort of trying new things, and yeah, I, mean, I they, think it's they, an interesting approach. I'm not saying it's something that's relevant yeah. for me that I'm going to buy, uh, but there are probably some use cases where someone's going to find this uh, this quite useful. Like you say, I mean, they are
0: they're doing some interesting things. They've they did the Tai Chi, which is the one with the you know the double sided laptop screen. Um, and you know what impresses me? This is the first time I've seen it. The build quality—it does—it actually does look like a pretty high, high quality, um, you know, decent machine. That's just not going to—you know—it doesn't look like you're going to break the hinge or things like that. It does look like a pretty high quality build machine, even yeah. even for an early prototype, or whatever it is. Yeah,
2: and I and I don't, uh, I don't. Th- I mean, I don't think it's probably going to be particularly cheap. Looking, you know, looking at the, um, uh, you know, the specs because you know you've got a, a reasonable. Um, um, yeah, reasonable sort of you know computing and and um, in, in, in both pieces. But yeah, it's an interesting one. If that interests you, then then jump online. There's you know, a whole lot more detail we won't um, drill drill down on now. Uh, but of course, there's also the um, the Transformer book uh, T100 that we talked about recently, which is um, uh, you know I think is a, is a really interesting uh, product from uh, from Asus coming in with you know what's going to be a really low price point for that uh, convertible. Windows tablet yeah, slash hybrid, slash laptop hybrid, um, sort of hybrid device, yeah. yeah, and
0: they should be they should be in New Zealand soon, right? Uh,
2: yeah, we're expecting those, and uh, more than likely uh, this month so uh yeah that that's their due October so I mean we don't have a confirmed price for that yet either but at three fifty u s for that uh transformer book t100 100 the you know the windows eight dedicated one that's you know, unlikely to be you know anything over six hundred new Zealand in, yeah, yeah. In, in my estimates so uh, provides that sort of really low cost way for people to get a tablet laptop um you know convert, convertible uh, now looking at uh at Apple um now it's not here at the moment, but it was, it was here yesterday. Um, this one's gone back to Apple. There weren't too many of them around, but the new uh, the new iMac uh, just launched last week. And I mean, from a from a visual perspective, yeah, you know, yeah, it looks really similar to the previous generation of the iMac. Um, but there's been a whole refresh sort of uh, inside, and obviously the new the new chips that we're seeing in a lot of computers in terms of those uh, uh, the fourth generation core chips from Intel, Haswell chips, uh, and also in there is the gigabit uh, Wi-Fi, which which lines up with. Um, uh the new uh, Apple airports and the new uh, airport time capsules uh, that that came out um, a month or so back uh, so that faster wireless is is pretty handy if you're needing to move big files around the place uh, or just quicker uh, you know backups if you're backing up to uh, time machine and so on so I think that's um that's definitely a plus. We're seeing more and more situations where people just, you know, don't want to have to run an Ethernet cable or want to, you know, move their computer around, so um, that that faster Wi-Fi is, is pretty handy. Uh, now, on the Apple front, we're picking that there's also going to be a new Mac Mini, can't be too far away. Um, it 's about you know it 's i think a fair expectation that there'll be a another generation of that coming soon uh, and then there 's that refresh to the mac pro line which is has been a, a long time coming, and uh, they're very unusual uh looking Mac pro, which is a tiny machine with a lot of uh, a lot of power in it, which um, we'll wait and see on that. But uh, could be could be out any time in the next month or two. So uh, yeah.
0: And then I guess also uh, refresh of the iPad and refresh of the iPad Mini with Retina screen at some point too.
2: That yeah, that's what we're hearing, and probably not too far off actually uh, on on the iPad uh, front. So it's a, yeah, it's interesting because you know every like. We've got those new Android seven inch tablets.
0: When you think about the growth in tablets, actually most of the growth is in that seven inch, uh, you know, eight inch spot. That's true. Um, you know, so Al, Al's got his uh, his old iPad Mini in front of him. You know, you've got uh, Google have done their, done an update to their Nexus Seven. You've got Amazon with their new new, new tablets with the high PPI screens. Yeah, we're starting and, to get these very ways. high definition
2: screens sort of becoming the standard. So there there is that clear expectation that uh, you know Apple will deliver something very similar mm. very soon. Mm. Will, you be up, will you be upgrading uh, tablet-wise, Austin? What's your, what's your pick? I guess, I mean, it, you can't really tell until the product comes out, you know, the price and, the, and what it's going to deliver, right? And, and I
1: can look at the bank account with a, a straight face on the right day. And, uh, yeah, fair enough. Do you have, do you
0: have the 3G version L or just the no, Wi-Fi? No, I have the
1: Wi-Fi only, okay. and so I'd that to my note. Okay. Um, the main thing I wanted this for is actually the, the really good Logitech slim um, Bluetooth keyboard. Yeah, because uh, I do a reasonable amount of writing, and I wanted something really small and compact that I could take with me. Yep. but that had a full full keyboard. Yep. I was. N- I nearly said full size. It's nowhere near full yep. size. But do you put that keyboard. in a? Does
0: it does it have its own little dock to put that in? And yeah, so does it, it's got a you, slot that
1: you put it into. Do you dock it portrait or? Uh, it depends what I'm what okay, I'm writing. So it can go, it either, can way. go either way into cool. the into the Logitech Logitech device, which is a really cool yep. keyboard. Cool.
2: Now. Okay, so that that's um, that's Apple, and of course, there's also OS X Mavericks, which is coming soon, uh, which is their sort of next generation, um, your ne- next yeah refresh to uh, um, to their OS. We'll talk about that um, once it once it comes through. Uh, now, um, Steam. Are either of you guys sort of big, uh, big gamers? Nathan, you're a bit of a gamer, aren't you, from I am time a to bit
0: time? A, I am a bit of a gamer, and I have played a lot of the games that have ended, you know, that have gone down the path of putting themselves onto, onto Steam now. Um, Can
2: you give us a, just, a, just a quick rundown on uh, on what steam is
0: I, I guess steam think of a gaming service where your games come down from the cloud, your game saves go back to the cloud, your points go back to the cloud you know they wanted to create themselves a service that ran on pcs that differentiated themselves that that made it uh, you know that gave you enough value proposition that you didn 't go out of your way to pirate games that made games cheap enough for you to buy rather than for you to borrow them or steal them from your friends. Uh, and now, I guess they have maybe seen a little bit of the writing on the wall about uh, you know the future of their business, and they.
2: You're talking mean, about consoles starting to you know have games that are where everything sits in the cloud. You save your results to the you know your yeah. your progress to the cloud and yeah. and so on.
0: So uh, I guess the the new announcement, which is interesting, because they basically dribbled bits of announcements out across an entire week. Um, they've essentially announced a new console and, and running a thing called SteamOS, which if you actually drill down into it, it's kind of similar to what Google have done with Chrome OS. They've essentially forked Linux uh, and made their own proprietary, uh, you know, gaming gaming platform. Um, you know, so they're making a console. They've made an operating system. They've come out with these new controllers that. That don't actually have any, um, you know, any. Um, any
2: moving. There's no no yeah. no sort of uh, joysticks as it's as we used to call them.
0: Yeah, and and so that yeah they have touchpads, um, but if you think about the sorts of games that are on Steam traditionally, you know they've got no idea about about uh, you know having a physical controller like that. All of these games are kind of keyboard designed to work mouse, with mouse sure. and keyboard. So these controllers they have kind of a legacy mode. Where you can put them into this mode and you're actually able to download these kind of keyboard overlays that run on the touchpads, uh, and people can actually write their own and save them up into the cloud and you can download them download their own um, It's certainly interesting and'll be and they're going to go down the path of, of you know delivering movies and music and stuff like that through these consoles as well
2: sure, I mean pretty easy for developers to update their apps to uh, uh, to work with the new controller you would you know you would tend tend to think yeah yeah but it, i mean it's uh it's been a it 's a platform that 's been pretty popular and certainly you know the the games are you know so much lower cost than uh, than what we 've sort of traditionally paid i guess uh you know for console games it's um you know it 's a platform that's sort of come from nowhere and and won a fair bit of uh, fair bit of market share
0: yeah and I, I frankly i think it'll be quite popular. um steam have got a good brand you know their valve uh, products have got a have got a pretty good brand um it sounds like the way that they're developing, you know, they're actually gonna call it Steam Machines rather than a rather than a steam box. Um they're gonna produce the hardware themselves, but it also sounds like potentially other people other other OEMs um will make the hardware as well. Um so yeah. be interesting to interesting to see what happens. And you know, basically um you know you think about this kind of three horse race in terms of ecosystems, Windows you know, iTunes, Google, potentially they could uh you know, break into that ecosystem battle and become a you know, fourth a fourth player in the the battle for your consumers' wallets for buying games and music and videos.
2: Sure, yeah, and I think that there's still plenty of room in the and the gaming space. It's certainly not clear yet how the uh, how things are going to land between uh, you know play the PlayStation Four uh, and the the Xbox One. I mean, we've been hearing some crazy numbers in New Zealand in terms of pre-sales uh, for Sony versus some of the uh, the the uh, the Xbox sales. Now, I'm not quite sure whether that's, a, you know, what that is an indication of uh, exactly. And those numbers could well change, you know, by, uh, by launch time. There's a, there's a lot, you know, yet un, unknown about this next generation. Uh, and th- there's also talk of Apple moving into, uh, you know, to gaming and, you know, the Apple TV maybe could do a bit more than, uh, than what it does now app-wise and, and, and gaming-wise. So, uh, yeah, I think there's, um, there's certainly room, room out there at the moment. Um, and maybe they'll become an acquisition target for someone else as well. Hmm. Uh, Now, Nathan, there's there's a product that you're associated with, the Microsoft uh, Surface. Now, we talked about these new Surface products last week. Uh, but one of the reasons we invited you in um, wasn't so you could slate everyone else's product, which you've actually been pretty pretty polite as we've talked about other things. Um, so um, since you've passed that test, um, <laughs> maybe you could just fill in a few of the gaps because you had to listen into last week's uh, episode, and there are probably probably one or two things uh, that that we missed that you could sort of fill in, fill us in on uh, around the new uh, the new range of, of Surface products. So we've got the Surface uh, two that will so... Uh, it won't entirely Replace the Surface RT Device because that will remain in market but it's the next Generation yeah, of.
0: correct So so I mean I've been I've been lucky enough to have A Surface 2 and a Surface Pro 2 Since the day we, we announced them in New York uh, last week so I've been using These things for uh, I guess For a whole week now.
2: You're such a show Off, we're, we're our gift packs <laughs> uh, Alistair and I are sort of you know they, Waiting for some freebies mate.
0: Coming in 21 days at the New Zealand launch on the 22nd of October we'll, we'll have some there, yeah, yeah. If we front up with Same. some cash, I'm All sure right. you'll be invited to come along to the uh, to the press launch.
2: Paul. Oh, thank you for that official invite uh, uh, publicly uh, <laughs> in front of New Zealand. Thank you, thank you. So, the, yeah, you're right. The,
0: the, we're basically extending the Surface family. We're coming out with a new Surface Two, which which uh, which which adds to the Surface the Surface RT. It's going to have a retail of 649, like you talked about uh, last week. But, um, you know, for me, I find it's the speed. This thing's got a new quad-core Tegra 4 chip, so it's a lot faster than the previous model. It's got a much better widescreen 16.9 1080p screen, so it's the same screen as in the Surface Pro, so full full HD. It's got a USB 3 port, so four times as fast as the previous uh, Surface in terms of USB. It's got longer battery life, so it actually will play video uh, for ten hours in a row, so 25 percent battery improvement than the than the previous, got the better kickstand. Uh,
2: That's the two stage so you can sort of you know f- f- sort of sit it back further. Yeah. or put it up at the same sort of quite a reasonably sort of sharp yeah. uh, so, angle as before.
0: But, you know, particularly if you're tall, if you're about, you know, 6 foot, 5 foot 11, like like, like I am, the current, the current kickstand is not kind of angled enough. Um, and also, it's got much, much better lapability. So with that new kickstand, you can use it in your lap. Uh, and you combine that with the new keyboards, which are actually much more rigid, and um, you can, you know, much, 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 much better to use in your lap. Much better cameras. We had, had, uh, you know, a bit of feedback about the quality of the cameras. So, five megapixel rear facing and three point five megapixel front facing in the Surface Two, so much much better at low light than the than than the old ones. Better speakers, all round, you know, better package. Um, And I I can't. As
2: we would expect with a new generation device, right? Yeah. So whole whole whole. But there's some. Now, just tell us about the. the sort of the key accessories. Was there anything we didn't sort of cover? I think there's a there's a docking station that sort of stood out to me as sort of being quite of quite interest with the pro yeah. model because it, then it makes that quite you know practical. Yeah. So I guess uh, you know, in a lot of cases where people have had a laptop in the past with a docking station, which is a lot of business users. Um, how's that dock gonna work? What what does and doesn't it do?
0: So as you say, you know, Surface Pro two essentially replaces the Surface Pro. So that's the device that kind of straddles between being a tablet and you know clipping on your keyboard turning it into a laptop device, now you've got a third option. You combine that with with the dock and you've basically got a you know you've got a full kind of workstation. And you know the specs of this device, and I know you went through all the specs last week, but that new Haswell Core i5 fourth gen chip, it's basically faster than 95% of the laptops that are in use around the world these days. So it's actually a real, real fast machine. The dock, it's, a, it's actually a full uh, a full dock, not just a port replicator. So you put your, your Surface into this, you, you know, you, you clip the dock on the side, you can actually still use the Surface touchscreen while it's like that. You can use the keyboard while it's like that. If-
2: I would question whether it's a full dock or a port replicator, actually. Tell, tell me why it's more... Because isn't it just... It connects into the USB 3.0 port and then expands out some stuff off the back of that and it replicates... Your power connection and your video connection. Yeah.
0: So yeah, as you point out, it's got a. It's got. It gives. I got, got you there. You've got haven't I? have got power in the box. It plugs into the USB three port on the surface pro
2: there's not a special docking port that it uses basically it uses those standard ports correct okay um, I'm sure I'm sure I've got you there
0: yeah, I think you might have yeah but uh, we call it a dock not a port replicator <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, but it's it I mean it uh, you put your device in and then you sort of push the sides in it so it fits in quite snugly actually I've seen some um, devices probably not um, they probably don't look. Well, no. That, of this sort of ilk that I've seen for some of the MacBooks and even the MacBook Air, where these are third-party ones, where you can you know you can plug these things in uh, and sort of port, replicate, plug into existing uh, ports, but they're very hard to get hold of. But this will be a standard accessory, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. gonna be av- available at retail. Yeah. It's got a retail price of, of about three hundred bucks. Um, three USB two ports, one USB three. Probably probably a you know, a key difference uh in terms of using it on your desk. The Surface Pro Two's got a mini display port one point two, so you can actually daisy chain your displays. So I can have that sitting on my desk and I can, you know, I can add daisy chain two two screens onto it. 3D. only if you've
2: got a monitor that supports that, right, which there aren't a lot of yet. Or can you get a cable that will actually split that into... you
0: can get both. So I just bought a twenty nine inch Dell uh screen for eight hundred bucks. It's got a mini display port out. You can also buy display ports which will which will split out into two or three um of those as well. So yes, okay. you do need a display that supports daisy chaining. If you wanna if you wanna do that. Also the Pro Doc will the Surface Pro Doc works on both the Surface Pro and the Pro Two as well. Okay. Cool. So, so a few few cool things there. Um, and yeah, twenty one days to go till we launch in New Zealand now. Which I guess is another great thing. So we're, we're on we're the first wave, aren't
2: we? Yeah, with, I mean, th- te- with that.
0: Technically we're actually launching before anyone else because of the time zones. Um, but yeah, we're in the, we're in the first wave, um, so 22nd of November, well, 22nd of October, which is just a few days after the Windows 8.1 launch here in New Zealand, which is also going to be first in the world.
2: Cool. Now, um, Alistair, what you've been listening in to uh, Nathan's huge spiel trying to convince us what an awesome uh, product this, uh, these new surfaces
1: are. Relevant to you at all? Are you at all, you know, how interested are you? I'm actually really interested in the, the change to the Surface 2 um, One of the things that put me off the original Surface RT Was the lower reason, resolution display that, that for me put it just out of, out of the, the ballpark Because one of the things that I do is I use my um, tablet device I've got a, a, a Sony via Duo 2 um, Duo 11, sorry It, it has um, full HD display Roughly the same size as the Surface screen I use that to then remote control when I need a full Windows 7, Windows 8 machine because of the virtual desktop work that I do. Yep. So having a full HD display on on the Surface 2 makes it a very interesting device because it's then a really good consumption device that I can hook up to a full set of accessories uh, and then use against my actual workhorse machine, which sits in a data center remote from where I am when I move from hotel to hotel to airport lounge to... I uh, can't use it on the plane, but of course I can... Watch movies. I can catch up with podcasts on the plane. So huh. yeah, I, was, try-
2: I it, it, was actually trying to pass it over to you because I was looking for an opposing view. Oh,
1: did uh, that the didn't, that didn't view? work let me, let me very well. Try again, let me try again. Um, so, so, Nathan, how's the uh, inventory of <laughs> Surface Rts going? Are we going to see those drop another couple of hundred dollars?
0: <laughs> Let's just say this: we've sold we've sold a lot of Surface Rts in New Zealand. There's a lot of them that are going into schools for people that see the value of actually having a. Productive tablet that comes with Word, Excel, uh, PowerPoint, and Outlook, rather than just having a toy operating system running on your tablets.
2: Oh, and oh, here we go! And
0: especially when you show people some of the things like plugging in an HD cable, multi-monitor, dragging windows back and forth, a web browser that supports Flash.
2: Yeah, yeah. Shall I okay, go on? Okay, that, okay, that's, that's enough. That's enough. Um, now, because we're, we're running over time with all of this, um, this spiel from uh, from from Nathan, from the salesman. Um, now. Digital Nations we, we heard about that last week now it's actually been and gone on the weekend um, there was there was quite a bit quite a bit to uh, to see there. Um, I enjoyed seeing the um, the 3D scanning and uh, and printing. You could go in and, and actually get them to, uh, they use a sort of a Kinect-style camera and build a sort of a 3D uh, electronic model of you on screen, and then they could actually uh, print that out, and they are printing out all sorts of bits and pieces. We well, had that at Ticket too, but yeah, you yeah, chose yeah. not okay, to turn, okay. turn up. Yeah, yeah, no, I wasn't interested in uh, your Microsoft events, mate. Um... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was somewhere else in the world. Uh, there was that. Uh, there were, now, what the, what was the highlight so for you, Nathan? Because you also went. There's two things that I loved, and one of them. I don't was, want to hear anything that includes Microsoft. So
0: the first thing that I loved was I loved seeing the fact that both PS4 and Xbox One was there, and I loved seeing the Xbox One on that 400 inch LED screen. Uh, I love seeing the queues. anything would
2: have looked good on that screen. Yeah. I'll, I'll you know I'll just mention big, it.
0: You know, big cues for both PS one and uh, sorry PS four and, and and Xbox one. Um, the thing that I actually love the most, and it's probably because I'm getting a bit old now, Paul, but uh, I loved the way they did the kind of museum of, uh, of of gaming in there, where they had all the old consoles and you know Sega Mega Systems and all that sort of stuff, and you could you know play with these things, go and look at them, touch them, feel them, hold all the old boxes and cartridges and stuff, and and. What what I loved, I just I, I loved seeing all the little kids walking up and down, looking at all these old clunky consoles, walking along, going WTF.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I unfortunately missed seeing some of that stuff, but I have I have been through and seen some uh, collections of, of of older technology in the past. And uh, yeah, if you're old enough to have uh, remembered it, it's um, it's kind of fun. But yeah, it must be a bit odd. Uh, if you've grown up and you're looking at this stuff and, yeah, just wondering what it is because it's uh, somewhat um, lacking in terms of capability compared to uh, what we have today. Now, the other thing I found interesting was uh, Oculus Rift. Oh, yeah. It was my first time to have a play with that. And um, actually, Skip and Brad were doing a, 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 a video on that um, um and they they filmed me as I was uh, wearing this thing and riding a roller coaster, so i wasn 't riding a roller coaster, but the uh, the sort of virtual reality aspect of wearing this headgear where you can you know tilt your he- head up down around, and the uh, you know what you see moves as as, as though it 's you know reality the, it was reasonably low definition. But it did really suck you into the thing and uh someone like me who's a little bit sort of freaked out with heights and so on and uh it w- it, it was quite like being on a um on a real roller coaster. Did Nathan, did you try the um, the it. roller coaster one or the, what did you nah, try? No nah,
0: the queue was just too long, I couldn't be bothered, so no.
2: Oh, Okay, I, t- mm-hmm. I turned up at the right time then when I missed the queue. So i oh, say so
0: it was your VIP pass that got
2: you should have. Oh of the rubbish, queue. rubbish. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was good, and I certainly hope that um, that we'll see Digital Nation sort of become a um, uh, you know a bit of a a bit of a um, a regular event. And I mean, there's a few other obviously sort of techie related events on the uh, on the calendar. Uh, now, what's the next thing we've got coming up? Uh, Green Lane, Big Boys uh, Toys. There's Big Boys Toys. There's Armageddon. So those two I'm things getting. are coming up um, as well that tend to have a bit of uh, techie and gadgety and all sorts of stuff. Look out! Look out for those ones. Well, that wraps us up for this week. We're probably actually in a little bit of trouble because we we ran we ran over a little bit, but yeah. But thanks everyone for uh, for sticking with us. You can feel free. Well, it's a bit late to tell you now to fast forward over uh, Nathan's Microsoft bits because we're we're at the end now. Uh, if we'll he's, if he's you next. know got gone on a little <laughs> bit too long, um, but hey, now do th- uh, thanks to both of you for coming on again and Alistair for stepping in it the last uh, uh, minute when, uh, when Nate said he was going to be a bit late, so uh, we booted him off and um, uh, managed to uh, grab you on. So th- thanks again. Uh, now, Nathan, uh, remind us where we, uh, how we track you down online. You're on Twitter.
0: Twitter, best place, Nathan M. That's my Twitter handle, N-A-T-H-A-N-M.
1: And I'm N Z which uh, also, if you put the, the dot co between the Demitas and the NZ, you'll find my website as well.
2: Oh, that's very, uh, very cool. And you can track me, Paul Spain, at Paul Spain on Twitter uh, and I'm on most of the other social networks for NZ Tech Podcast. We're at nztechpodcast.com, uh, facebook.com slash NZ Tech Podcast. Uh, and uh, yeah, on the various social networks there, Twitter and, and so on. So, uh, hey, thanks everyone for joining us. We will catch you next week on the next episode. See ya.